Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of OB Boss Babes. Today I'm sitting down with Sylvie Neville from Picket Fence Renfrew and Emma Cluche from Picket Fence Pembroke. So here I am at Emma's house in Petawawa. Everybody that's watching this today know that Emma's home is just as picturesque as her store. Emma, it's just simply beautiful. Thank you. It is my happy place. <laughs> and you recently relocated here to, to Petawawa because you were living in Pembroke for yep, the longest Yeah, we lived time. in Pembroke. I was trying to figure that out this morning, but I think it, we've been here for just over two years now. So, But love it in Petawawa, and we're in a little bit of way from the town a bit. So, yeah, it's nice being out here. And then, Sylvie, for you... Whereabouts are you from? Okay, so I'm originally from the Quebec side. I'm from Camels Bay, but lived in Pembroke for, I guess, over 40 years. And then uh, we literally just moved to Renfrew a year ago after me traveling for almost 28 years to the store. So loving Renfrew, loving the people there, happy to be able to reconnect with some old friends. So yeah, so we're in Renfrew now. Well, Sylvie, let's put you in the hot seat right from the get-go here. <laughs> All right. Where did the idea for Picket Fence come from? Okay, well, basically, I, I've always known I wanted to be in business. Since I was a kid, playing store like most kids do, and then as a teenager, being in college, um, that's what I wanted to do. And I've always had an idea of the type of store I wanted, and it, yeah, it's, it's exactly what Picket Fence is today and what it was few years ago as well so yeah and you opened picket fence in 1996 so yeah, we're going back in the, we're barely <laughs> we're going back in the time I was here. five you were five oh, yeah. i was 25 so yeah it makes sense yeah, when you turn 30 i turned different. 50 yeah. yeah so 25 years old when you opened yes so what did home decor stores look like back then because obviously we know they look very differently than what they do today they did and i will say like it was supposed to, when it started, it was a little country gift store. Okay. It's hence the name Picket Fence. Okay. But like some of our best items back then were, I don't know if you guys remember these, but they were called the Circle of Friends. They were, um, yeah. they were clay and they were people holding each other. And then there's a circle, there's a circle in the middle. You'd put your candle. So we, that was our top seller back then. And then like anything suns with sun and moons, oh, yes. <laughs> blue and yellow, um, Italian charm bracelets. That was a little bit later on, maybe in the early 2000s. But yeah, so that's lots of candles. And then what about the stars? Because I remember even oh the country gosh. covered, everybody had the stars on their home. And I remember my mom could not wait to get one <laughs> to for get her house. But then yeah. there was like a funny rumor about the stars too that we all heard about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. Yeah. The stars came out until, until later, later on. on. Yeah, yeah. That the was stars more are later on. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I never put a star on my house. Look at life. Oh, that's too uh, funny. Did you know that she's my sister-in-law? Cheryl. Cheryl from the country cover. No, yeah, I didn't. She's my sister-in-law. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, and Cheryl's really good friends with my mom yeah. too. So it's, yeah. yeah. Which is, which is ironic. sort of how we, kind of, yeah, I got a reference from you really mm. through Cheryl. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And isn't yeah. it funny too, that she also started her home decor store. Was it around the same time or later? Uh, a little bit later from me, I think maybe, I can't even remember. Maybe a year or two later. Yeah. You started a charm around Sylvie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So you took business management, marketing, and related support services at Algonquin College. But was entrepreneurship always something that you wanted to pursue? Always. Really? Always. 
I yeah, I don't take orders very well from others, so I had to be my own boss. No kidding. <laughs> right? But you, she tries to boss me around yeah. sometimes. It doesn't work. But you still wanted to go to school? Uh no, I felt like I had to. Oh because <laughs> well, that's, really that's want the society to. standards though, yeah. right? Yeah, like you have to go to school. You have to go to school. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not much of a school person. I, I've always known this is what I wanted to do. Always. Yeah. So I always love asking people what mom and dad said you know, when you decided to go down the entrepreneurial path. So 25 years old, I feel like we're still, you know, looking for our parents' approval. You still went to school. Mm-hmm. What did your parents say? Absolutely not. Uh, they did not want me to open my own business because my mom was in business and she knew the hurdles. Um, she, I mean, you know, it's not all hurdles, obviously, but she did not want me to open my own store, but I did anyways, and she is uh, very proud of me now. That does not surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, because I come from a family of entrepreneurs, my grandpa, my parents, so yeah. yeah. What did they all do? So my grandpa owned a, um, like a Chevy dealership over on the Quebec side okay. with his brothers, and my mom had a fabric store. She had a Sears outlet catalog store. <laughs> she gave ceramic classes. And then in Montreal, when she um, she met her now husband, she had two gift shops in Montreal as well. Home decor gift shops. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's in my blood. My brother, he's in business as well. So yeah. Yeah. So Emma, let's bring you in now. How did you come to working for Sylvia at Picket Fence? So I was in high school. I had one of my best friends actually worked for Sylvie. Her and her sister were working for Sylvie in the Pembroke Mall. And I think Sylvie mentioned to my good friend that she was looking for a student or some part-time help at the store. And my friend said, oh, I know this girl. She'd be great, but she's only 14. Um, but I think she'd be great in the store. So, and I'll, I'll never forget. I, my sister at the time was working at Ricky's bootlegger in the mall. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to see my sister and I knew Sylvie always liked to have her girls that were working at the store outfitted nicely and looking presentable. So I remember going to my sister and she (laughs) picked out all these nice dress clothes for me because I was so excited to go start working at Picket Fence. It was a big deal. Um, so yeah, at 14, I started working for Sylvie and I've been stuck there ever since. And I then, shouldn't say and stuck. And then you got your license and then you were my go-to between all the yeah. stores. Remember that? Yeah. When I <laughs> got my license, I was actually, so I worked for Sylvie in Pembroke mostly, but then in, in the summers when I wasn't in school, I would go to Renfrew and work for her in Renfrew as well. Yeah. And then as soon, and then we start, I started taking you to the gift shows pretty much when yeah. you were, yeah, so there's two buying shows yearly for our stores, and uh, Sylvie, the young age, mm-hmm. like I was just probably, clicked. yeah, I was probably around 16. She started taking me to the gift shows. She gave me a lot of responsibility. <laughs> not, not saying it in a bad way, but she gave me a lot of responsibility at the store too, which yeah. I appreciate, and I was able to handle, and oh, that's absolutely. what I wanted. Absolutely. Um, I remember I always wanted to organize for you. Oh, okay. So this is funny. So she thought, oh my God, I'm going to clean this back room. It's driving me nuts. 
fine. Now I go into her back room. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> your back room is such a mess. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> so it's a big No time for that now. now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, it's been, I'm so lucky to have Sylvie too, because she's been such a big support system oh, for I'm me lucky one. Yeah. yeah it's like another mother daughter relationship too um, i mean you guys almost like look like two apparently we're like sisters <laughs> i called oh, that better i said to sylvie that she was like my aunt I'm like, and she no, i'm not, not going to live aunt. that down she's like no it's i'm a offended bonus sister. i'm more like her bonus, sister yes. yeah yeah oh, yeah that's awesome no, we yeah. have a great relationship we do and, and that's why it works mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely sure. so then at so i worked for sylvie um, starting when I was 14, I was going through high school. I then went to Algonquin College to take the business program. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sh- quite sure what I wanted to do. I did always have an interest in business. I remember running so many business ideas yeah. by Sylvie too. And she was always like, yeah, go for it, do it. Um, so she knew I was interested in that side of things. And when I was finishing up, uh, my program at Algonquin, I... Sylvie offered me the Pembroke store and I was 19. 19. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. A mature 19 year old. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go back a little bit here before we skip ahead too much because Emma, you actually hinted multiple stores. And from my recollection, Sylvie, you only had the Renfrew and and Pembroke store, but give us that history and uh, and backstory. So Renfrew, my first store in Renfrew was a 300 square foot store. So basically very, very small. And you were also in the Pembroke Mall, or sorry, the Renfrew Mall. Yes. So sorry, it was in the mall. And then that same year, the people that owned the Arm Prior Mall uh, offered us a location there. So within a year, we had two stores, which was a lot. But I have a very supportive husband, so that helped <laughs> That helped tremendously. And then a year later, so I don't know about you girls, but like when I was a kid, like I'd go to the Pembroke Mall and mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, like I never imagined having a store there, right? And then I never thought it'd be possible. It was mostly like franchises and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we approached the Pembroke Mall and then that came about the second year we were in business, we had three stores. And what you don't know is, and then years later, we opened a second location in Pembroke. It, it was called the um, home store. Home did store. You, you didn't work for me then, no, did you? No, no. Yeah, it didn't it work well. out. So then we just had the three stores. And then I was also raising a daughter. Well, we were, my husband and I, and uh, my stepkids as well. So it got a little bit crazy. So... When Emma had the idea of taking over, I, yeah, like we, it really worked out for us. Mm-hmm. It was good timing. It was good timing. It was timing. really good well, timing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was for you. That's why I know. It all worked out. <laughs> well, how did you approach Emma? Like, what was that conversation like, especially because Emma was only 19 years old? Well, I feel like because we have was, such a relaxed and easy com- like yeah. relationship, it was just like, It was like, never hey. like, yeah, it was never like, it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not sure. I'd like to open something. I'm like, well, I'm thinking of slowing down. I would take over the store, you know, or was it maybe at first we said she could manage it, but I don't know. It just worked. Mm -hmm. It just worked. It's, there was no big hoopla. It just, it flowed into this. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's a question for you though. Going back to it once more, why not have Emma co-own it with you? Okay, so then back to partnership. <laughs> there's <laughs> partnerships and there's partnerships. I would never want to be partners with anyone. 
That's something that it typically, hey, it's, it does work out, but mm-hmm. typically it doesn't. And that was never an option. But if I had to choose a partner, obviously it would be Emma. But I think uh, it was just the... the the way the way of the times yeah. back then it was 2010 we're going through a recession yes too. and my husband had had left atomic energy to work with us for eight years and then that year he decided to go back yeah and it was just too much for me yeah i think it was yeah. just a matter of her getting more off her plate so even having that part of pembroke still i don't think it would have worked no worked out it's not what she needed at that no. point no. Yeah. Now that's not something you hear every day as someone leaving Atomic Energy or CNL now what we're recognized it as to come work for you, especially especially a husband. Right? Yeah. That's Indeed, unheard of. Yeah. That's when you had you were selling a lot of furniture. A lot of furniture. A lot of furniture. Yeah. yeah. So. Our warehouses were bigger than our stores at that time, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't it interesting? And I really appreciate, you know, both of your husbands being so fully invested in a part of both of your stores. And Emma, we'll get into into Chris a little bit later, your husband and and how big of a help he is with your store. But um, okay, I want to know a little bit about your experience when you first started like thinking about this idea of being of being an owner of your own store. So you're 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You're still relatively young. Mm-hmm. 19 is young. It's so young. young. <laughs> you know, I like that relatively. It is young. I look at 19 year olds oh. right now. I'm like, they're just babies. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. how long did you sit on making this decision before you went all in? It wasn't long. Um, I knew it was a major opportunity for me and especially not knowing exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It was, okay, I got to jump on this or not. Um, And yeah, I just couldn't pass it up. It just, it felt right. It felt good. It wasn't a long process. And because we do have that good relationship, it's not like we had to get down to the nitty gritty of things. It was, I knew the business. I knew it was a great business. It was a well-established business. It was honestly a no-brainer. And then what about your parents' reaction and your boyfriend too? Because you and Chris were high school sweethearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my parents, um, my mom was a little bit more hesitant on the whole idea. She worked for the government her whole life and she was used to that office job and didn't really understand the entrepreneurial aspect of things. Um, But she will always support me in any decision I make. And she is one of my strongest supporters to this date. And my dad was a little bit more into the idea, I should say, because he was he did grow up in an entrepreneurial home. Um, His father owned his own landscaping business. And so he understood that side of things and he knew I loved the store. He knew I loved working for Sylvie. I loved working at the store. And he also knew that Picket Fence was such a well-established business. So I think he was kind of thinking the same as I was. Yeah. And Emma was always a committed employee. Like she was committed. She she had a good head on her shoulders. Like she wasn't your typical 19 year old. Like really, when you think of it, I'm like very mature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I think all so of Emma's friends can attest to that too, that Emma's very mature for age. Absolutely. Always been that motherly figure. Yes. Well beyond her years. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
I took care of you a lot. <laughs> you still do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like even at such a young age, Sylvie would come to me with a lot of things, yeah. and I felt so good about that that she entrusted me with so much. And she appreciated my opinion on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh. So Emma, what were those first few years like for you, first working at, P- at Picket Fence? Because you're in the Pembroke Mall, you're 19 years old. I'm trying to think back to my my young okay. age at 19. And I mean, I will tell you right now, I, and I probably still don't have the maturity that Emma has <laughs> at this age, but... Um, your friends are, are all working part-time jobs. They're going to school still. Yeah, to They're starting off their careers. You're well ahead of your times in this regard. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was an interesting time. It was definitely the most stressful thing I've been through. It's that whole adjustment, leaving school, diving headfirst into this. Um, but... I wouldn't look back and regret anything. Again, Sylvie was there all the time to support me. So I had that. I had my parents. I had my boyfriend, now husband, Chris, who backed me in everything I did. And he was my support system. It was a lot. It was a huge change of life, I should say. And then... When I was 21, we actually had our, sorry, 22, we had our firstborn, Mm -hmm. Carter. And that was a whole, whole new game. Oh my gosh, I remember you just did not know how you're going to juggle. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And being in the mall as well, we had long hours. We were open from 9.30 in the morning till nine o'clock at night Mm -hmm. every day, except for the weekends, um, open seven days a week. It was a lot. I had really great employees that I can count on, but I still, I wasn't able to take a mat leave. I had to go back to work when Carter was six weeks old. It was, it was tough, but we made it through. I had my family. I had my friends. I had such a big support system to help me. And I say to this day, I couldn't have done what I did if I didn't have that. There would be no way. Did you bring Carter with you to the store at all? Uh, Sometimes. Not... Too often. Um, We did have a lot of help, like I said. I remember when I had my second born Lincoln in 2016. I did, I remember because we were at, sorry, backstory. We were in the mall for five years. So I left the mall in 2015 and then I moved downtown in 2015. So I had Lincoln in 2016 when we're already downtown. I was able to set my own hours. It was a little bit of a more laid back experience. So I did bring Lincoln as a baby into the store. I remember having him in a little bouncy chair at the at the front of the store, just hanging out, customers coming in saying, oh, there's a baby there. <laughs> yeah, but no, it all worked out. So very, very stressful, but I wouldn't change it for the world. 
And it's so funny, you know, now seeing so many entrepreneurs who are moms, I know myself, I bring my kids everywhere. I'm on maternity leave right now. I've got a 10 month old and he comes everywhere with me, whether he's coming to my facial appointment because I don't have anybody to watch him and I need that self-care time and he's on my lap or he's in the corner playing. Um, my daughter at, uh, at six months old, she was coming with me to podcast interviews, playing, playing off to the side. So I, I get it. And I feel like you were saying, Emma, you know, finding your tribe, finding your support system, finding your village. Yeah. I went and got my hair done the other day with both kids and I was at a three hour appointment. Shout out to my girl, Alina Tremblay. There I was with my head in the sink, getting my hair done so that I could be you know, bright eyed and bushy tail for this interview today. And there is, uh, is Liam Clifford's wife wiping my child's nose, (laughs) you know, and I just, and I look around just being so thankful that we live in a day and age Mm -hmm. where moms support one another, women support one another, and everybody kind of helps out. And I think it's just so important to kind of remember that and to give each other grace, but also, you know, don't ask if somebody needs help and just step in and say like, what can I do to help you? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like times like that. It's so important. And yeah, I owe a lot of my success to my family and especially, yeah. Same. Especially to Chris, my husband, he, he's my backbone and I can go to him with any problem. I can say, okay, we're doing this now. He's like, okay, yeah. tell me when, Kate, I need this done. Kate, tell me where we're, it's, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, yeah, we're very lucky. We both have very supportive husbands yeah. that just support us yeah. no matter mm-hmm. what. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. Yeah. So Emma, what made you decide to want to leave the Pembroke Mall? Because again, we have to put ourselves back in the 90s, early 2000s when business is booming. Everybody is hanging out at the Pembroke Mall. I remember like reading all the magazines and like that was that was the thing. You know, you go out with your friends on a Friday night and or on a Saturday morning and you're hanging out at the Pembroke Mall and yeah. you decided to leave. Yeah. So yeah, so I was there from 2010 to 2015. Times had definitely were definitely different back then. Uh I think the main reason I left was it was just too expensive. It was a crazy amount of rent to be paying for a small business Mm -hmm. Um, and to have employees there from 9.30 in the morning till 9 p.m. at night. Like that's, that's a lot of financial responsibility as well. And so... I think my next and maybe last option was to move downtown Pembroke. I remember multiple people telling me don't do it because there was not much downtown Pembroke in 2015, Mm -hmm. not much at all. And so, but I just, I felt in my gut that it was something that I wanted to try and something that I had to do. So we opened um, in a small space. It's actually where Ottawa Valley Apparel is now, which I actually co-own as well. And it was so tiny. I don't even know know how how we did it in there, but we moved there and it worked. I stayed positive. I had so many supporters. We were busy. Busy. It was really busy. Mm -hmm. And... Once we moved downtown, we could see other stores just starting to pop up here and there. And it, I always say downtown Pembroke has such big potential and it just takes those people to take a chance on it. And we, so it was, I moved in 2015 and then I ended up needing a bigger space. So in 2019, we moved to where we are now, which is just two doors down from the old location, much bigger space and things are great. Like I love it downtown. I love the community. 
We have so many loyal customers and I'm so thankful for them. And you can you can spend your day downtown now. You can go shopping. You can have lunch. You can there's mm-hmm. so much to do now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just love it. I'm Erin Howitt, certified personal stylist, color analyst, and image expert. Whether you are already fashion forward or experiencing a little bit of fashion illiteracy, I am here to help you achieve all of your fashion goals. I specialize in body type discovery, closet audits, color analysis, personal shopping, and everything in between. It's time to elevate your wardrobe and mindset through style. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Valley Vogue Styling Co. You're watching the OV Boss Babes podcast exclusively on Spotify. So the Business Fundamentals is a certificate program. We're launching it for September 2023. It is a good bridge into the business diploma as well. Uh, The advantages of it is that it's two terms, the fall and the winter term. It is a certificate, so it's meant to give an introduction to the business uh, business concepts. Um, And it allows students to have that taste to see whether or not business is something they'd like to pursue. So the Business Fundamental Certificate is, bridges into the Business Diploma, which can then actually bridge into an Advanced Diploma or a University Business Degree. The students attend the same courses as the Business Diploma students, uh, but they take 16 courses, whereas the Diploma is 24 courses. So as, as I said, a good way to start to see whether or not business is something you're interested in, but it does um, only have this 13 courses, six in Level 1 and seven in Level 2. So multimodal means that a student can attend in person or they can attend on Zoom. They attend in real time, which means they have access to a professor, they have classmates, and they get a class learning experience, but they can attend from wherever they are, in the country, in the world, in the province, they can join by Zoom. Yes, so the certificate is 16 courses. If somebody at the end of April decided they were interested in um, going into the business diploma, there's a few courses they would have to pick up, actually three, um, and then they would be able to join the diploma in the fall and be able to uh, graduate uh, with a certificate and a diploma. The fundamentals is meant for students who maybe aren't sure what they want to do, aren't maybe ready to uh, dive into a diploma or start into a diploma, which is usually delivered over 16 months or over 24 months. Uh, It's meant for potentially students who can't access post-secondary education because they don't have a college nearby or university. So somebody in a more remote area, uh, for uh, for example, um, if the weather's bad, they can join by Zoom versus having to come onto campus. Uh, If you travel um, or if you're not necessarily living somewhere where um, you have access or if you're not ready to maybe leave and go to a bigger setting, uh, then you could attend this and get some exposure to college and college education. And all of these courses are transferable to uh, business diploma. So it's a good stepping stone for a lot of reasons.
End of the Leash is a local women and veteran-owned pet boutique. Owners Tina McNish and Jillian McLellan have together over 30 years of industry experience in pet care and dog training, specializing in raw and whole foods for dogs and cats. They provide a variety of dry and wet foods to keep your best friend healthy and happy. In addition to this, they offer a selection of toys, beds, clothing, accessories, and more. End of the Leash have created a pet haven which will provide residents of the Ottawa Valley with high-quality, wholesome pet products and services. For exceptional knowledge, customer-centric care, and service, End of the Leash is your only pet boutique. Also, check out owners Jill and Tina with manager Michelle in their new YouTube series that covers all of your frequently asked questions on everything pet. Get industry behind-the-scenes training tips, home hacks, and more with their new channel that has videos scheduled to release weekly. Hey everyone, my name is Emily and I'm a licensed financial professional here to make finances fun. I offer a variety of services to my clients, both in person or on Zoom. So whether you'd like to learn more about getting your money working harder, how to properly protect yourself and your family from unforeseen tragedy, or just want a financial blueprint to reach your goals, let's chat. Sylvie, what about you? What made you decide to leave the uh, the Renfrew Mall and to relocate downtown Renfrew? And and were there as many vacant spaces as there were in downtown Pembroke at the time? No. So believe it or not, the mall was going to be demolished. Walmart Walmart moved out of the mall, and then they were going to demolish the mall. Um, so I had one location. I can't remember how. If there were many at the time, I I really can't remember. But anyhow, we had this location and then the landlord decided to take over the location for himself. So we had to find something else. And at that time, there were no locations. Uh, That was about 16 years ago. And um, someone called me just on a whim to say, hey, I'm thinking of closing. closing my clothing store and she offered me the location and it's been awesome ever since yeah no I love being downtown what a difference than being in a mall and the long hours yeah. right it's so. just a different feel than being in a mall mm-hmm. I feel like it's you walk into the store and you know it's locally owned we're in a mall there's a lot of franchises yes. and you just it's a different it's a different feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think being, de- especially with our racks outside the mall, yeah. there are a lot of rules when yeah. it comes to having mm-hmm. a shop at a mall. Yeah. So we no. have a lot, we can, like I said, set our own hours. Yeah. We can close three days a week if we wanted yeah. to. Like it's just works so much better for our lifestyles and for the type of business that we have. Mm-hmm. So while we're on the topic of both stores, we know the picket fence is separately owned, but would you guys say that they're, they're sister stores? I would say they are still separate stores, but we are constantly collaborating and bouncing ideas off each other. We do all our own buying. They're completely separate businesses, but we both have the same value value and similar vision for our stores. So, And I think that's the way it has worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why we're still like, neither one of us has had to change the name or anything. We still, we treat it almost like a partnership, but it's not, it's completely separate. Mm -hmm. You can't use your gift card that you buy in my store in her shop. 
we do our own buying, like Emma said, mm -hmm. but I mean, if she finds a great item, she'll often share it with me. I do the same. Yeah. We go to some of the bu um, buying trips together, but we do our separate buying. Um, we also have a different clientele as well. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, my clientele is all over the board. I mean, yeah. uh, so I need to buy what I know works mm -hmm. in Pembroke and mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going to be the same that exactly. works in run through yeah. as well. So there's so, that. Yeah. 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 I like the way that you guys did this, Sylvia, you especially, that you had this idea to branch out and, and let Emma embark on this own journey separately. And I just know, like, nobody does that, right? No yeah. other businesses yeah. that I know Not of do that. Age. No. no. I, I don't think that they ever did, really. Yeah. No. And it gets complicated. People say, well, how could she have this? How could she have kept the name? Well, we had an agreement and mm -hmm. it has worked for us, but mm -hmm. you have to know our relationship. Right. Yeah. To know that it would work. There's I think, no yeah, trust is a huge absolutely, part of it and too. that's exactly yeah. And we we trust. And if there's you know, we haven't had any issues. <laughs> yeah, if there's because, an issue, there hasn't yeah, been an issue. We yeah. know we just know. You just don't yeah, it just works for us because of the type of relationship that we have and the respect that we have for each other. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So long-term customers have seen Picket Fence grow and evolve and specifically being going from a home goods store and with home decor items to, to being a clothing boutique as well and expanding to include purses and accessories and so much more. Mm -hmm. so, so when much. did that happen? I say it's almost like a little bit of everything. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a while. We've both been carrying clothing. Um, I think... There was a few years back when you saw a lot of gift stores starting to bring in clothing. And at our buying shows, there was oh, so, so much clothing, We're so much clothing, so many accessories. So we were seeing that and it was the way that most stores were going. Yeah. yeah. And we tend to like we try to be trendsetters as well. So we're usually either trying to be ahead of it or at least in it. Mm -hmm. And that's how. Yeah. Because you're seeing that a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember I had these sweaters, these big woolen sweaters when we first opened, you know, we always dip, dabbled a little bit into the clothing, but now yeah. it's a big part of our business. It is. And I feel like the reason why our stores have been so successful is because people can come in there, they can buy a gift, they can buy something for their home, they're now buying clothing, mm -hmm. they're buying accessories. It's almost like a one-stop shop and mm -hmm. it's easy shopping and it's it's a great experience. We have the best employees that like always have a smile on their face, willing to help. And it's just, it's that whole experience yeah. that we've created for people. And price point is, that's important to me. I want to make sure that anyone can come in and they can afford something, something nice to treat themselves. That's, that's something that's really important to me, even way back when I started. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys about stores like HomeSense and Pottery Barn, especially when those started popping up and we ended up getting a, a winners in Pembroke. Were you guys ever worried about the future of your home decor stores? I don't think so. I think because, again, like those are big franchises and they it's just it's a whole different experience that you're getting. And we're always going to have those customers that want to shop local. They want to shop small business. And that's what we have yeah, on them, I feel like. It gives people a choice, really. Yeah. It just gives people a choice. More businesses, the, you know, it attracts more people. Yeah. So. So everyone 
And I mean, every Canadian business wants Picket Fence to carry their homemade products, their jewelry collections, candles, bath products, and artwork, and so much more. So the first question, how many requests per week do you guys get from a Canadian business owner asking you to carry their products? Lately, a lot, eh? Quite a lot. Yeah. It's hard, though, because we can love all these things, but we also can't carry all these things and we get there's so many small businesses that are amazing in Canada and we want to support but it's like there's just there comes a point where you have to be choosy we know our customers so well so we know what works we know what doesn't and there's also lines that we've we have good relationships with a lot of our suppliers and some of them are local businesses and we have to keep those relationships and those are important to us. So I think that's kind of where we can draw our line with some things. And I think you don't also want to have like repetitive um, products as well too. You know, you right. only want to have so many jewelry lines exactly. and so many right. uh, purse lines and, and so many clothing lines as well. But it is nice to see you guys supporting local businesses oh, in your sure. store and, and local entrepreneurs. And I, I really don't like to say small. I try to get that word right out of my vocabulary because we're all business owners at the end of the mm-hmm. day, whether we're, we're doing multiple jobs or, you know, this is our sole, our sole baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think it's important that you guys are doing that. And I love, I love seeing local brands, uh, that I recognize right here in our community that you guys carry. So well done with that. Emma, how has your store though changed over the past five years? Because you opened your doors in 2018 So, yeah, yeah. so 2019, we moved to the bigger location. Um, We've expanded a bit. We've obviously expanding more on the clothing because we have the space now, (laughs) too. Um, We're constantly changing with home decor trends and fashion trends to continuously mm-hmm. Sylvie was talking about stars and moons and like <laughs> yeah full circle is coming full back circle. now <laughs> I remember Sylvie when she was in the Pembroke Mall at one point she was at the front of the mall and it was all Mexican oh yeah homeware we, we used to go to Mexico and import it yeah, that, yeah. those were good times yeah, yeah so it was like all terracotta and so we're constantly changing with the trends and what people are asking for it we we can't stay the same no mm-hmm. no And where do you see yourself in five years from now? Hmm, That's a big question. (laughs) I am there. I feel like the past few years, there's just been so much going on and so much uncertainty. And I feel like I haven't been able to plan for anything. So honestly, the next five years is I just want to feel comfortable and I almost want to sit back and let things happen the way they're meant to happen. I don't have yeah I am like planless and whatever comes to me will come to me in time and I really believe that so and then what about the store Emma do you see expansion do you see maybe relocating anywhere do you even see yourself maybe even taking a little bit more of a back seat because I remember when I had the June Motel girls and you're hearing about the girls out in Bermuda living their best life and you know (laughs) traveling everywhere I mean it's not every entrepreneur's dream but I feel like you have to take a certain level of the success and and even with your with your own kids getting to a certain age yeah yeah I feel like the past few years I have step back a little more so than I like I was I 
I've had so I think it's since I've moved to Petawawa because I used to live right in Pembroke. So it was just so easy for me to like have the boys fed their dinner and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I got to go into work. It was just so easy because it was five minutes away. Now that I'm here, it's almost like it's more of an effort to go, but it's actually been a blessing because I'm not buried in work every night now mm-hmm. and I'm spending more time with my family. You're camping. And I'm camping <laughs> and doing all the fun things. And yeah, it's just, I feel like I've shifted a little bit in my home life for the better. I'm around more. Um, I'm more so involved in the boys' extracurriculars. And I feel like I don't want to step back more from the store. I'm still so young. I've got many years ahead of me and I'm still working hard and I still want to grow the store as much as I can. But like I said, like I'm just kind of sitting back and trying to take it all in. It's so hard when you're in it every day to take that step back Mm -hmm. and see that different perspective. So I think I'm just more so appreciating where I am and how far I've come with things. I don't know, may play into (laughs) Sylvie's plans, but yeah. Sylvie, tell me, tell us about yours. What about you? Five years. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to be retired. I, I'm, I've already started slowing down. I have an amazing staff, so they take care of things. Uh, I spent two months in Florida this year. That was, that was a trial. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I really plan on slowing down just to enjoy life. You know, like life is so short and being locked down for two years, like it really took its toll. For sure. It really did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so maybe... I don't know, possibly Emma, if she, you know, maybe she would take over. That's possible. I think it's always been a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it may change mm -hmm. now, but I can't see anyone else uh, taking it over when I do retire. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely slowing down. I still love what I do. I'm very passionate. And oh, believe you me. Even if she does take over, I'll still be in there. I'll still be the boss, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'll still Always be coming. In. I'll still be coming in. I can't see myself ever not working. Uh, I, I have We're another side hustle yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I always like, you know, I love vintage shopping. I, you know, I just I have a lot of interests that over the years I haven't really had a t- chance to to explore, and now I, I'm ready for a little bit of a change in five years, mm-hmm. not just yet. <laughs> Emma, what's one piece of advice that you would give to any young entrepreneur who might have an opportunity presented to them, mm. like the one that you had with Sylvie? Yeah, I I would say go for it if it like, truly feels right in your gut. And if this is – being a business owner is definitely a different life. And you have to be prepared for that different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like – Your business is your baby. Yeah, Yeah. you know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to be prepared to integrate that business into your life because that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like you need to do what is what you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about something. That's the thing. We're still very passionate. Very. Yeah. People, I may not be in my store on a daily basis, but I'm always, always thinking, always. Or yeah, always working. Always. Always working in our heads. Mm-hmm, like yeah. there's no. Never stops. 
You can never shut it off. No. So I would say just be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it does give you a different sense of freedom, though. You are your own boss. You get to make your own rules. Um, But yeah, it is a different lifestyle. And just be be ready for that. And it also comes with a sense of challenges, too. I find that um, being intentional... I mean, when you work a nine to five, it's so easy to be able to clock in, clock out, but not being on your phone, I find is for me is the hardest. And especially when your kids kind of start recognizing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you guys deal with something that only retailers would really know about and that's shoplifting. Emma, you went through this last week, very, very recently, but it's not, it's not just that it was recent, it's ongoing. And Mm -hmm. Sylvia, I'm sure you deal with that as well. Mm -hmm. That's a real struggle and that's profit that's lost. Yeah, And it's like, you know, what, what do you do with that? You're also dealing with customer reviews that are not always the best. And that's why it's so personal. It is personal. Yeah. Yeah. It like, this is, picket fence is us. Yeah. Like this is We are picket fence. Yeah. Yeah. And so when somebody steals from us, it's like them coming into our home and stealing something from our home. Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. And it's a crappy feeling. And, and I get like, it happens everywhere, but that doesn't make it right. And it just like stealing from a small business is just... Something else. Anyways, I don't like to (laughs) get into it too much, but it, there's struggles with business. Oh yeah. It's not all, it's not all honky dory. Believe you me, there's a lot of struggles as well. We've gone through some hard times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but even, you, I think you learn, we learn oh, from these for sure. things and, and we, we keep, know it comes with the territory and we keep reinventing ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether it be clothing or, you know, we just keep reinventing ourselves. And I think that's what makes picket fence successful. Mm-hmm. I like that you're using the word reinventing and no longer pivot. Let's, <laughs> let's leave that word with the, the other P word that we don't <laughs> yeah. like to use anymore. Yeah. Now, Sylvie, what's one piece of advice that you would give to seasoned entrepreneurs around succession planning? Oh, shoot. Uh, I would just say, just take care of yourself. Take care of you. Mm. Take care of your own business. Do you. Uh, Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just concentrate on your own business. Um, That's, you know, I think that's really important just to just do yourself. Stay in your own lane. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, ladies, I really appreciate the both of you sitting down with me today and doing this interview and finally really sharing your stories and collectively as well. I think this was a great idea and I'm really glad that we were able to do this, but, 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 but the fun is not over just yet. So I am going to put you guys in the hot seat once more with my rapid 10. Are you guys ready? Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) So it's funny, Sylvie, too, when you were saying that your brain doesn't turn off because I always leave everything to the last minute. And these questions were prepared last night at 3 a.m. And my husband rolls over and is like, what could you possibly be doing? And I was like, preparing my rapid 10 questions for tomorrow. And he was like, you got to do what you got to do. The last minute, wasn't this like, wasn't this interview scheduled like a month ago? All right. What did you guys do with all of the leftover loungewear after the pandemic? (laughs) Discount. Discount. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Both of the picket fence logos are different. So let's give a shout out to your designers. Who designed them? Mine is Caitlin Ritchie. Uh, She's called The Rooted Farmhouse on Instagram. She's amazing. And mine is, uh, as you know, Amber Sweeney from uh, Sweeney. I think she goes by Curations now, Sweeney. Um, And Amber, help me. I have to give a shout out to Amber as well because when this whole COVID 
thing happened and I had to go online, she, she helped me out a lot to get my uh, website going. And that was a big, like that was a, for me, my age, Emma, <laughs> Emma helped me and so did Amber. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. She's a, she's a good person. Yeah. Huge yeah. recognition for graphic designers and website developers. Yeah, absolutely. More than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sylvie, in March, you celebrated 27 years in business, yes. which is such a huge milestone. So what's something you still have either at home or at the store oh. from your early years, whether it be a home decor item or a fun momentum? Okay, funny thing. It actually fell out of a box the other day because I was looking for something. My name tag and I almost brought it. Oh, You're no. so oh, Yes, no. it was a name tag that one of my customers painted and it has a birdhouse on it and a picket fence. I'll send you picture oh that is so cute. cute yes oh that's awesome <laughs> and emma this past february you celebrated 13 years in business so yes. congratulations to you as Thank well you. if you are not an entrepreneur running your successful home goods and clothing boutique what do you think that you would be doing career-wise i honestly think i would be a teacher really yeah <laughs> yeah i can no, see that no? i can't but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know me too well. No, but honestly, I think just because I really was not sure what I wanted to do, it was either business or go to teacher's college. And I think that's what a lot of my friends were doing too. I love kids and I have a lot of patience for kids too and children, I shouldn't say. And yeah, I think I, if I, I don't think I was meant for to do anything else, but if there was something, it would be a teacher. Wow. <laughs> Picket fences were extremely popular in the 1800s, but do you guys know why they were? Oh. No. Oh, I was... Did it like keep animals out of something because they're like sharp? No. So this is really interesting. It had to do, I guess, like with World War II. And a picket fence in your front yard signaled to others that you were the typical all-American family. Okay. And if you didn't yeah. have one, people started questioning as to why, which really? was really interesting. So they started, <laughs> yeah, they started popping up, I guess, in popularity after uh, after all the soldiers got home, and then they started kind of settling down in communities. And, and the picket fence kind of represented the the um, not the sword, the uh, the arrow, I guess. Okay. Which is so interesting. Yeah. I really struggled with naming the store. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, so it my was... son the other day said, oh, why? Mommy, Everyone... why is your store called Picket Fence? I said, I don't know, I'll Sylvie. <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. It was really, really hard. And I needed a name. And I think I was looking like through Country Sampler magazine or something. And then it was my husband who said, Well, what about Picket Fence? And I'm like, eh. Anyways, we just went, we went with it. And then a few years later, we were going to change the name. And you thought of it as well. And we're like, you know what? That would be like retail, like yeah. not a good idea because it was so well established. But no. People knew the name. Did I love was, the yeah. name? No. It was oh, just really? a name. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because I also Googled if there were any other picket fences in the world. And there are two. Mm -hmm. But it's picket fence fences. Yes. And I'm like, how original. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> yeah. Probably at least twice a week, I get calls mm -hmm. about fences, fences really? and Same. fencing and people from out of town that are moving to Pembroke <laughs> yeah. or Petawawa and they now need a fence. Because when you Google fencing Pembroke, yeah. my up. website is the first hit. Yeah. So they don't even look to see what we're selling. They just press call, call and say, okay, I need a fence. Yeah. 
That's so funny. Valley Roots <laughs> has that problem too, except there's a Valley Roots in Armprior and they are oh, a butcher shop. So oh, completely yes. different businesses oh, as well. Yeah, so the two right. get calls for, for what meat is on special for the week and, and if they have any appointments available. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I laugh every time. <laughs> Let's go back in time again, ladies. Before Picket Fence, Pembroke, and Renfrew were at 161 Pembroke Street West and 190 Raglan Street South, what former businesses occupied both locations? Okay, so for me, it was Jordan Fashions. Okay. Yeah. Where we are now, there's actually a thrift store. It was Got You in Mind. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then so the, yes, and then the fire There happened. was a fire and it was completely gutted, renovated. It was such a smaller was store Was the prospector even. there too? The prospector oh was God. there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, going that's back. going back. Yeah. Yeah. The prospector yeah. was there. Yeah, so wow. a lot of thrift stores. Yeah. yeah. Who's another home decor store that you follow for inspiration and admire? Mm. I know. I follow The Cross. They're mm, a yeah. gift store in home decor and they sell furniture in Vancouver. It is the most beautiful store. You're right. It yeah. is stunning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like lemon decor. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love The Cross as well. I also really like what Candace Plotts Design is doing mm. in Renfrew as well. Mm-hmm. She's doing amazing things. Yes, she too. is. Yeah, yeah, I love following her work. Any yeah. any interior designer out there, props to them. They can design my home any day. I mean, Emma, like, yeah, right? you don't even have to be an interior designer. designer. So I go like, like, you need to come to my <laughs> yeah. house. I go to Home Sense and buy a candle, and I think I've done great work. I'm like, where should I put this? <laughs> okay, so it's 3 a.m., and your mind is racing, just like mine, because like we were saying, entrepreneurs and moms never sleep. What's on your mind? Mm. You guys know what mine is at 3 a.m. last night, but what's on yours? Honestly, for me, it's probably the negatives. Like yes. it's, yeah, yeah. the self-doubt mm. and the, am I doing enough and that kind of thing. Okay. I'm not really stressed out about like the day-to-day. It's more so, okay, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough to... With age that, yeah, you won't, that won't bother you as much. Somebody's like, wait till you get in your 40s. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't care anymore. <laughs> Yeah. We just don't care. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing like I, yeah, for but sure. I think that's always been my personality too. Like for I'm sure. a, a overachiever and a go-getter and I don't know if that's always a good thing. Yeah. And I always want to be the best and do the best and do the right thing. And yeah, I think that's yeah. what, that's what would keep me up. For me, I would say, well, last night I'm trying to figure out, okay, what different items could I bring in this Christmas? <laughs> I'm planning what type of new, you know, and searching different sites to see, okay, what's out there? I want something different this Christmas, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm planning my buying. Yeah. Planning. Honestly, I should say Sylvie is the best at finding new oh. items or having an idea in her head. And she, if she thinks of something... She can find that item and then she's starting like, hey, Emma, check this out. Thanks, Em. And ladies, you know this question is coming. My fan favorite, who is one local business that inspires both of you ladies that everyone should know about? You go ahead. I want to so I I want to shout out Lana from Astrid's. She is such a hard worker. And I have a lot of respect for hard workers because I know that's what it takes to get there. And she's 
incredible at what she does and you can tell she's passionate about what she does. She's a flower shop if anybody doesn't know in Pembroke and I go to her for so many things and I even stop in there to pick up a quick bouquet and it's always a long chat and it's a chat about business and it's and I I think I just I really understand Lana and I know things that she's going through as a business owner and it's it's just it's a really nice relationship to have mm-hmm. but yeah I want to give her a little shout out love it mm-hmm. Sylvie what about you I have quite a few but I will I will say Judy from JJ Chocolates um love her chocolates she, oh, she so is yeah. the most hard-working woman that I know and she's had a lot of health issues and she's still between her and her daughter Sarah they work so hard and her chocolate is just so amazing um She's a lovely person and a very intelligent woman, and she's the new uh, she's a new chair of our BIA in Renfrew, and uh, yeah, I uh, I really admire Judy. Chocolates yeah. and flowers <laughs> and home decor. I mean, you can't go wrong. All the best things in life. It's totally, yeah. ladies. Thank you again thank so much you. for being a part of the Cheers. podcast. Thank you so Cheers. much, Holly. Honestly, Cheers. this was just so much fun. And uh, yeah, I'm excited Thanks for to doing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah it's, thank it's you so much. out of our comfort zone, but completely you, out of you mind. Would never you, know. Know. you did a, you you did a great never job. Know. We appreciate yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah. Really. We've always struggled with getting our story out there too, I feel like. So this is this is good. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Perfect. Thank okay, you so well, much. Cheers, ladies. Thank you. Babes, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of OB Boss Babes Podcast. Now, if you like this episode as much as I did, please give us a rating, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you're not following Picket Fence Renfrew or Picket Fence Pembroke, which you should be, please go give them a follow on Facebook and Instagram and visit them in store uh, in uh, in Renfrew and Pembroke and tell Emma and Sylvie that you listened to their episode and you loved it. And better yet, screenshot this episode, show everybody that you're listening and tag them on the socials. We'll be back on Wednesday for our regular Boss Babe Corner series. So give us a follow too, if you're not already and see who we're going to be spotlighting next. Mm -hmm.